Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Newtown Theatre. Please welcome a man who's made the second most controversial shaving decision of his life. It's Richard Herring. Oh yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to... uh, Oh shit, what's it called today? Uh, Richard Herring's Lots of Sexy Toms podcast. We've got uh, two... That's not uh, uh, slang for prostitutes. Uh, that is... We have, we have two, uh, two people called Tom on the show. At last, at last, two, I think, heterosexual male. Maybe not. I mean, actually, Tuck, probably not. Not sure about Rosenthal. You can't do it. You just can't do it anymore. You can't get just two men, white men anymore. Well, it wouldn't be allowed. Dude, a little correctness gone mad. There are none. Oh, just one just won the, the award. Uh, but uh, I was talking to Magnum PI uh, today <laughs> and Joseph Stalin, and they, they call it Rahalista Bus. I don't know going to. I've got a moustache, people at home, today. Uh, I wasn't going to shave all uh, Edinburgh, and I had quite a big beard, and just that little soul patch bit under there was starting to annoy me. Uh, so I shaved it off and I thought, oh, that was quite easy to shave off. I've just got a wet shaver. I don't have any clippers. So I had a crack at doing the rest of the beard. And it was only when I sort of got to about a third of the way through, I realised it was pretty much impossible because it's too long. You know, won't know this, ladies, but yeah, yeah. You're, the razor gets clogged up. You have to kind of try and clean your fingers. So I managed to just get all of the facial chin hair off after about half an hour. And then I thought, I can't face doing the moustache as well. And I thought, but at least there'll be something to talk about uh, at the start of the show, because nothing's happened to me. Also, my wife hates me having any kind of stubble. She likes to kiss my soft, beautiful face <laughs> with no stubble at all. So it's annoyed. She's annoyed when I'm not shaved. Uh, and I think, essentially, she is... I'm 100% certain she, she's going to leave me for a woman at some point. That is basically <laughs> it. But as long as there's an interim period where I'm allowed to watch, that is, that's fine. I'm happy to make that... I don't even want to join in. I just want to have a look, see what they're up to. That's, that's fine with me. But uh, so she, I went down and said, I went down with the moustache and she said, you're not going out like that. She was so, honestly, so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I have this moustache. And uh, it, do, it doesn't look good. Uh, if there are any casting agents in the, in the audience today, then perverted uh, postman. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I can do. So... Um, I have been going around. I went to uh, the Monsky Mouse Disco again today. It's for kids, really, but, you know, I like it. I took my children, uh, and uh, I've been dancing, but I met lots of comedians, and I had to go, look, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not for real. It's just a joke. So, um, <laughs> good. Uh, look, uh, we're going to crack pretty much straight on, I think. Um, I've written PR. For, oh, yeah, I did loads of PR for the tour yesterday. Uh, the great thing about doing Edinburgh this, uh, this year is I've not paid for any PR. I've not had any posters, really or any adverts anywhere and it's meant that I haven't had to do any stupid radio interviews and newspaper interviews that are a waste of time but yesterday I went out to do some for the, for the tour and they were all for places that the tour isn't going <laughs> local radio shows <laughs> I did one for Jersey I mean that's literally if you fancy flying over from the Channel Islands to see me in Glasgow yeah, feel free feel free so I got a little taste of what it could have been but uh, god they're idiots uh, so um <laughs> Hello, any local journalists, radio journalists. Uh, anyway, my first guest today is probably best known for playing security at skip in Drifters. That is, character didn't have a name, but he was standing by a skip. It's Tom Tuck, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tom Tuck. Thomas Tuck. Tom. Hello, welcome. Come and sit down. This, this is the microphone. It's very simple. 
you need to... <laughs> so go make yourself at home. Thank you. That's okay. Good. Uh, so uh, tell me what you remember about uh, playing security. Drifters was a great show. I've watched all of those. I've only watched the bit I was Have in. You? Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a very good show. <laughs> yeah, I, no, 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 no. I can't remember you in it, Tom. Um, I, was, I was doing a lot of acting. Were you? Okay. Just, there, was, uh, there was probably like an inch or two of acting on my face, okay. so you didn't recognise me. I didn't recognise. That's how good you are. Yeah. What, what did the role involve being security at Skip? Finding some women in a Skip. Okay, yeah. I seem to remember that bit, actually, now. With a torch. Yeah, and saying, get out, get out of this. Oh, that's good. That's good. But I, wish the pe- <laughs> I wish the people at home could have seen it. I wish it was like I could see the torch. I could see... <laughs> Your slight confusion about yeah, what, yeah. Was, what was going on. There's three of them in there. Three women. <laughs> Imagine if you'd had a perverted moustache as you did. That would, that would have changed. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I had, had a beard. Had a beard. full beard. But the beard's fine. It's the moustaches. I was discussing with other Tom backstage, the worst choice is the, the beard and no moustache, isn't it? That, is, that would be the w- if I'd shaved off the moustache and then said, oh, I can't be able to shave off the beard, that would have been a no, weird no, look. The, wor- the worst I've ever seen is a man who lives in Edinburgh. I used to work at Real Foods in Tullcross. Yes. And uh, a man had a, a snood um, and was completely shaven above the snood. <laughs> I once just saw it creeping out. He had a full neck of hair. Right. That is the worst. That is, I guess that is just the neck. Just the neck. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so you've been doing loads of shows. You're a, you're a kind of person that comes up and does a lot of various shows when you come to the Fringe. Yes. Uh, you've been doing a show where you've been doing Macbeth in an hour. Yes, I, I played Lady Scottish Play, thank you. <laughs> uh, and you had a different director? A di- every... different live director every day, because uh, famously, uh, um, an hour's not long enough for Macbeth. No. So we had to have someone to just choose which bits we were going to do, and it was only two of us. And famously, the first scene is three witches. That's so, true. you know... <laughs> Some compromises were made. <laughs> uh, so it was Sir Timothy Fitzhigh. Yes. Uh, has, he, has he been on the Hunters? He has not yet been on. Ooh. He's a very interesting man. Isn't yes. He? It, uh, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and he came up with the idea, and I'm the only person ridiculous enough to say yes. Okay. To Tim Fitzhigh, yes. I'm asking you to do a Shakespeare in an hour. And but we had eleven days. We yeah. Had. Will it be back or is it? Is I think so. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Do you want to direct one? Yes, I would. You did ask me to direct one before uh, the Fringe, but I was uh, I wasn't unavailable. Yeah. Due to children, probably. Uh-huh. To be fair, I have nothing in yeah, my life. Bridget wasn't available because yeah. of centre parks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've, they've they've graduated to taking the kids out of the house. So yes. That is, that is, <laughs> I can't wait for those days. Uh, and um, I wonder, why is there an H? I, I want to talk about the H in Tom for a bit. You spell Tom T H O N. I do spell it T H O N. Yeah. What's what? What was that decision? Um, short story. I was a pretentious child. Yeah. <laughs> For a while, I changed my name yeah. to a number. Guess which one? Um, one. Two. Uh, okay. <laughs> For a while, I changed my name to Thomas without an H, but with one of those Norwegian lines through the O. <laughs> A circle above the A, <laughs> S, T, U with an umlaut, C with a cedilla, K. So I, I, it has been simplified. <laughs> but I like the balance of the four letters, four letters, Tom Tuck, Tom yes. Tuck. Were you annoyed when Jess Tom came to prominence? No, not at all, no, because sure. she would be uh, eligible for tomfoolery. Okay, yeah. I think I should point out that that's not quite what it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I run an occasional gig. Uh, where only Toms can perform, but surnames count. Okay. So Eleanor Tom has done it. Yep. 
Um, Does Tom, so anyone called Thomas as a surname? Does that? Yep, that's that's allowed. That's fine. No, that's uh, Millie Thomas and Ruby Thomas. Uh, no, Millie Thomas never did it. Okay. My dad's called it? Thomas. He's, he's allowed. It's a yeah. very low bar. Okay, I'll, I'll see if I'll see if he's available. I've asked Tommy Shepard to do it. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> he good. agreed in principle. He's just not done it yet. My dad's called Thomas, but he goes by his middle name Keith. Oh, which is weird. I mean, well, it's a weird fine. choice, it, isn't it? It's a weird. Like, even this one well, finds you, that funny. You, you know, call Tom and you go, "No, I'm going to go with Keith." <laughs> You My know, middle name is also Keith, but I go by Richard. Yeah, fair. Good, yeah. good choice, good choice. Um, do you know, you know Humphrey Carr? I do. Uh, he, I was in a sketch group with him, but he's, that's not his real name. David Humphrey Rivers Carr. Oh, is his? But his dad's Dave as well. Right. <laughs> so until his dad dies, he cannot claim ownership of David. <laughs> okay. I think Humphrey... Well, Humphrey suits Humphrey. He does. He, does he is a Humphrey. Yeah. Not many people would suit a Humphrey, but he does suit a Humphrey. He's six foot seven. Yeah. And he's living in America now. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he doing well in America with uh, with his acting and stuff? Like that? Has he got? He got in no, things? No, I don't think so. No. no. Okay. <laughs> Does that make you happy? No, 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 not particularly. But his wife is doing very, yes, very his well. Wife is amazing. <laughs> She's amazing. I followed her on Twitter before they'd met. Yes, She's brilliant. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. Well, he's done well for himself there, at least. Yeah. Wife yeah. wise. Yeah. Wife wise. That's wife. good. Which is the, all we can all hope for. Uh, <laughs> I think she wangles him in jobs here. Does she? Yeah, that's yeah. nice of her. He got, got to go on the set on Modern Family because of her. You yeah, know. that's nice. <laughs> um, and, well, let's talk about that. You, 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 you met those guys, mm-hmm. uh, David Reed, who I, I did his podcast recently, the, uh, comedian, yes, the Inside the Comedian. Yes, very, very good. fun, yeah. Uh, and uh, Humphrey met here in Edinburgh, is that Yes, right? uh, um, in the Bedlam Theatre. Right. Um, at the end of George IV, uh, doing Improverts. Okay, so you, it's actually your 20th anniversary of your, the first time you did The Fringe, is that yes, right? Yes, that's true. Though you were a, must have been a, a tiny child when you... I was 17. Yes. Yeah, so I was 17. You uh, did, uh, you won Herald Award winning, Herald Angel Award Herald Angel. Uh, West Side Story. West Side Story. Who was did there a pro- twist? Yes, Capoeira. <laughs> <laughs> what did you play in the... Several Sharks. <laughs> It was a fringe performance, so there's lots of named sharks that you can't really afford at the fringe. So every different character who only had a few lines got amalgamated into okay. one character who I played, who didn't make any sense because he was a completely different person in every scene. <laughs> and no one else in the, in the company spoke Spanish, so I said, can I name the character? And they went, yeah, sure. And I went, Armario, which sounds like a name but means cupboard. <laughs> I quite like the idea of you having to just move around, though, in the back. In the back. There's just one shark moving around in the well, back. The, the worst thing was, um, it, was uh, it was at the, uh, the um, Bonnington Resource Centre. Okay. Do you, I'm not aware of no, that. Uh, do you know Broughton Street? Yes. You know, there's a roundabout. Yes. Uh, off there's East Claremont Street. Do you yes, know that? Yes, I've stayed on you keep going down East Claremont yeah. Street, <laughs> you get to Bonnington Road. Okay. And halfway down Bonnington Road, there's a daycare centre for the mentally ill. <laughs> and that's Bonnington Resource Centre. Sure. And we shared the space with Godspell in the evenings once they'd gone home. <laughs> <laughs> they'd sent us the um, uh, dimensions of the space. Yeah. So we take that out in a hall in Leeds and... Did our capoeira <laughs> and all the other dancing in that, in that, and we got there, and they hadn't included chairs in the dimensions they'd sent us. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a review that said, "Not so much in in your face, the choreography, as quite literally in your lap." <laughs> we stamped on a lot of people. <laughs> 
we got one good review and then we were full and then it was dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when a review in The Scotsman actually meant people started coming? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah. Uh, you're only allowed to access four uh, Scotsman's articles a week, I think, now on the online. Yeah. And without it, then I, I've the read Kate Copstick misunderstanding Macbeth twice. So I've only got two more this month. <laughs> She's either misunderstood the concept or was trying to do a joke that didn't land three stars. <laughs> <laughs> I did read that. That wasn't my, uh, my <laughs> one of my free ones that I read. So uh, you got a two-two in philosophy. When I you're did in mental philosophy. Te- Men- in mental philosophy. Yeah, no, it used to be Edinburgh. You still um, had it uh, divided between mental philosophy and physical philosophy. Uh, uh, which is science. Do... Okay, all right. But then okay. they, they named all the other scientists. They just hadn't changed the name okay. of mental philosophy since about the 1700s. I mean, all of, all of philosophy is quite mental, isn't it? Because it's just... I mean, you know, literally not... I mean, not insane. It's, oh, right, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's... You have to do it with your mind. That's the sort of point of philosophy. They, they changed it the year after okay. I graduated. Yeah. Two, two, does that mean you don't really know, you know a bit what the meaning of life is, but <laughs> you're not really sure? Well, philosophy isn't really a, 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 a thing for answers. It's a... a to quote Wittgenstein, it's a... Well, uh, not if you've got a 2-2, two, two, it isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, ga- it gave me the attitudes uh, by which I got a 2-2. Two, two. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, glad I did it. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Uh, my, my niece is a, a studies philosopher. She's very clever. She's, she's like, I think she's Where? a professor now. She's been all over the place. Where did she an un- undergraduate philosophy? Uh, she was in, uh, well, I think she was a graduate in Leeds. I'm just trying to think. I think she might have been the Sorbonne or somewhere like that. She's half French. Well. Uh, so, you know, obviously she's halfway to knowing the meaning of life straight away. <laughs> They're much cleverer than us, aren't they? The well, French? they just think it's coffee and cigarettes. Yes, well, that's, yeah, she might be right. She's very, she's very, it's too brainy for me. I don't understand it. She's the cleverest of the herrings, and that is quite. The cleverest of the herrings. That is quite. Uh, <laughs> Her dad's very clever. Again, what, quite a low bar. Not the top. Her da- her Most herrings can't even do a little bit of maths. Her dad's very clever. My dad got a first in maths from Manchester University, and, and I discovered was one of the first people to ever work in computers. They had it in the 1950s. Mm. They had kind of computers that they worked in Manchester University. And he, un- he can't work his iPad now, but he, 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 he was actually one of the first. He wrote this amazing paper that I didn't understand. You know, it's weird when one you find things. punch cards. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I love you, maths. When I you find out things about your parents that you didn't imagine that they... He's just a headmaster from Somerset. I didn't think he was that clever. He seems like an idiot to me. <laughs> Maybe it just all dropped off gradually. Uh, and um, <laughs> you, well, you, I want to know about your uh, childhood. You were born in Leeds, which is a fine thing to be do- doing, and you lived in Leeds for a while, but you got... 18 months. But you, um, yes. Did you return to Leeds after you went to... You studied yes, at I the American at International eight, uh, School 15. of... You, uh, you studied at the American International School of Dhaka in Bangladesh? Yes, but before that we lived in Sri Lanka, Egypt, uh, no, Sri Lanka, Denmark, Egypt, Malawi, Zimbabwe, the Philippines, that's a, that's, and then Bangladesh. That's a long way to go, isn't it, for school? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bus ride was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so what was, your, what, were your, what was the reason for that, your parents? Uh, that's a civil engineer. Is he? Okay. Uh, so water infrastructure projects, usually. Oh, okay. uh, pipes. Yeah. To and fro. Yeah. And then managing people who do pipes. <laughs> did, how, did, was there anything, was that, an, in, uh, you know, how, because people go to boarding school and things like that, but mm. like international school, well, was that, so and it was that? My mum didn't let my dad take a job right. anywhere where there wasn't a decent international school, so she couldn't bear the idea of sending us away, because they're both, yeah. I don't know, there wasn't a history in the family of sending people to boarding school. No. So you were, you were staying, you were living with your parents. We were tra- yeah, traipsing yeah. around the world doing 18-month yeah. contracts until Bangladesh, which was... Six years, something like that. Yeah, and so wh- what kind of people go to those schools? Is it mainly a lot of Norwegians, Norwegians not Koreans? Yeah, yeah. and d- and does that a lot of Americans? Yeah, 
Does that give you a kind of cosmopolitan idea of, of an upbringing, well, or is it? Uh, yeah, the um, Bill Bryson quote: "You never feel so much part of your own culture as when you're surrounded by people who aren't." <laughs> so, like, I became much more English surrounded by these people. I watched a little bit of Blackadder and thought, "Well, I'll assert my Englishness." <laughs> you are because you are very supremely English now. Yeah, but I'm just, you're, yeah, you're a very English. Flat vowels. Yeah. Very, well, that's interesting. Uh, and uh, you did impro at, uh, at university as well, mm. in the improverts. Yeah. Is that deliberately like sounding like perverts? I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't there when it was named. Mitch Ben was. Was he? Yeah. Well, probably is. Yeah, there? probably is. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were improv vegetables for a little bit, yeah. but improverts is the name. Okay. I think it's 20 years now. Improverts is a better name. No, it's 30, it must be 30 years. Right, okay. Miles Jupp was in the Yeah. Was well, so a kid? Uh, was he? Yeah. Because you, you've worked with the Penny Dreadfuls, which is still an ongoing Yes, it's been recommissioned for uh, recording in February. That's terrific. Doing War of the Roses, I think. Yeah. Uh, One job a year. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, you know, it's nice that's still going. And, and, I, and I, well, I was just list, re-listening this morning to one of your uh, Radio 4's uh, straight-to-DVD, ah. Disney straight-to-DVD shows. And this has come out as... Oh, okay. How wonderful. It's on DVD. I've got 11 of them. (laughs) Is that in total or just today? Uh, Today. Just today. That's good. I have another 23 at home. You need need to have more than... To be honest, DVDs are uh, are dead. Yeah, but the name of the show is Tom Tuck Goes Straight to DVD. (laughs) So if you don't produce a DVD, it's a bit of a stupid idea. Although it is the show from 2011. Yeah. And I recorded it last year, so Tom Tuck has not gone... Straight, Not straight to DVD, <laughs> circuitously. So the sh- it's a, you, li- you watched all 54, there must be more than 54 now, straight to DVD. No, 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 because it, the, 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 sort of mod- the business model stopped. Because of the DVDs? Not yeah, yeah, so um, they didn't make any more. Right. So 54, I think, remains. So, and that I've watched every, uh, uh, all 54 Disney straight to DVD movies so that you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, they're basically You're a lot welcome. of uh, sequels to Al- Aladdin and... The Lion King and things like this. Uh, that was the very first one, Return of Jafar. Yeah. And then Aladdin you don't need 3, to tell me. King of Thieves. Yeah. Don't need to tell and me. Then, have, have you seen Simba's Bride? I've not seen... I don't think I've seen any uh, straight-to-DVD... I can lend you uh, that on Blu-ray. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Empire Magazine sent me that. <laughs> <laughs> what gave you the idea for watching all of these children's films? Oh, watching Little Mermaid 2 and 3 back-to-back. Yeah, uh, but why did you do that so when you don't have children? <laughs> Someone gave an ex-girl, uh, ex-girlfriend the trilogy box set. I mean, what's the first one? Good. Yeah. Ah, let's carry on. What's the next one? Not good. <laughs> it's not a good film. But, and then we go, ah, oh, we started, though. So we'll finish. Three's really, like, all right. Three's all right. Just skip two. Have yeah. you, you, fir- you seen the first Little Mermaid? The, the, the second one is the first one, but backwards. <laughs> So, you know, at the end, she's in the castle with legs. <laughs> and Eric. Yeah. And then, so they have a child, starts where the first one ends, and the child, because of some plot, wants to go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the exact inverse of the plot of the first one. And because there's a child who's been told it's not to do something, it really wants to go yeah. swimming now. Then it goes and meets a half fish, and <laughs> fucking nonsense. Horrible. Yeah. Three. I mean, it's a little. I mean, the it, amount of Sebastian backstory. Yeah. That's all I'll say. It's a road movie. I'll leave it there. Which? What? What's your favourite of all the straight to DVD Disney films? Uh, the 54 you've seen. I'm. Yeah, pretty fond of Lion King Three. Okay. 
This is the one which is sort of slightly... Uh, Lion King 1.5 or Lion King 3, colon, Hakuna Matata. There's different US and UK release titles. Okay, yeah, of course. We all, we all need... Well, you're an international show, yeah. so I thought I should point it out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's so good about that one? Uh, it's the most meta thing that's ever been placed in front of children deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> because if Lion King 1 is Hamlet, it, it def- definitely is. <laughs> then uh, Lion King 3 is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. And that is some highbrow shit for kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're watching the first one. Yeah. In a cinema. I mean, in a we, film that didn't get a cinema release. <laughs> You're quite good if that's all it was, was just two of the characters watching the film. No, they pause it, so yeah. presumably they know the projectionist. Okay, yeah. And they go, well, let's tell everybody about what we did. <laughs> well, there was a second unit director on the first one, was there? And then they, they sort of do loads of backstage antics. It's, yeah. good. it's quite good. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's a very funny... The radio show's very funny. I never saw the live show, but I'm presuming there's some similarities. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about twice as long. Okay. <laughs> uh, and um, it's, uh, it was more than that, isn't it? It's sort of about your uh, romantic Yeah, life yeah, yeah. Well. It's, it's actually a show about nostalgia, but yeah. if you tell people that, they won't come. <laughs> <laughs> Will they come if they think it's about DVDs? From yeah. The, okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah, I did it for yeah. two years in a row. It went quite well. <laughs> and you were nominated for, was that for Best Newcomer? Best Newcomer in my tenth consecutive year at the Fringe. Yeah, it's good work. <laughs> First solo. Though, but, you know. The rules are very weird with yeah, the comedy awards. Yeah, they're very weird. I tried, and when I, I did... I, I, uh, it's a David Reed joke. Yeah. I just won a race and I, I came second. Sorry, I meant debut. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, when I did Christ on a Bike which was my first completely solo show mm. but it was about my 13th fringe yeah. I made the, the Perrier panel as they think they were still then I made them debate for half an hour whether I should be eligible for best well we got chucked off Penny Dreadfuls got chucked off in right. 2008 yeah. from the main award yeah. uh, for being a play what <laughs> <laughs> Other things have won that have been plays. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't want to do a play. They thought it was the best vehicle for the fucking jokes we were doing. <laughs> um, so there's only, if you look on Wikipedia, there's only four nominees that year for best show. And uh, Nika, to apologise, put us on in the West End run <laughs> for nominees. <laughs> Danny it's a, Bruce it's a, Dessau. It's a, it's a strange fish, the, uh, the awards. In the, there, I've never been, I've done 25 fringes and I've never been nominated for any of the comedy. But you've, you've had your name in a TV show title nah. and that used to be disqualified, disqualified nah. didn't it? Yeah, it did. I know, but I still did, I still did quite a few before that happened yeah. I, but you know but then that's interesting that you can be best newcomer because you you did a solo show away from the other guys mm. but uh, that was why I was arguing I just wanted to be eligible for the main award really so I made them argue that I could be but I think they still they didn't discuss whether I would be eligible for the best for the, for the, for the actual award uh, it doesn't matter you know <laughs> it hasn't done me any harm apart from not being on TV has it? That's, the, that's the only thing and, you know, st- styming my... I think the rule should be, if you're playing a venue under 150 seats or less, you're eligible. I think that should be the... Because then, any, if you're successful, and you're playing to 400 people, then you're already successful. And if you, mm. you, know, you, and if you want... If no, Russell, you, no, Russell you, have to, came, you have to do a ratio of tickets sold, surely. No, no, Russell, Russell Brand <laughs> came back one year and did a <laughs> If tiny, you're in a 150 room, you're selling out every day. 
But it's still but that's, in a four hundred room and you got eleven people in. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's you've, you've they're eligible. That, you've made that mistake. You've made that decision. Okay. So that's you can say, look, I'm going to go in a small room and then I'm eligible for the award. I think that should be it because otherwise it's too it's too complicated about. And you know, I think if then Russell Howard, uh, Russell Brand came back one year, one of the did Russells, a, did a tiny did a tiny room and he should have been eligible. I think you know this, that's fine. That's my feeling. Uh, <laughs> it does, doesn't really uh, matter either way. Uh, let's do some emergency questions. My uh, my Edinburgh emergency question is. Uh, and we should, we'll talk about your other Edinburgh shows before we, before we go. Um, if you could take one item from any museum or art gallery in the world and own it, you're allowed to go into any that you're allowed in, you can take one thing home, and it can be any museum or art gallery, any kind of thing, what would you ha- have? Probably a Rothko. Okay. I'm not sure which one. Okay. Do you like him? Yes. Otherwise, it would be a weird answer. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's, what's, what do you like about Rothko? I'm trying to think what he does, Rothko. I know the name. Oh, it's... It, the it, circles... It, 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 no, no, no. no. Um, washes of colour and um, slight changes of colour. Okay. Uh, it's very calming. I'll do that for you. I'm not, I'm not one of those up for you. No, he's quite good at it. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind a bit of outside art. Okay. But, uh, I've got some felt tips at home with my daughters. I, I, I've got a lot of Sharpies. I mean, we can do it. We can do it. Black and green. Do okay. me a rough go. <laughs> I'll, do it. I'll do it on here for you while we're doing the next question. Uh, okay. There really, that's really on that. That lived. Okay. I think it's just weak. Yeah, it might be. I've been dancing. I've been. It's been the, it was the best disco I've ever been to. <laughs> but then I am a paedophile, so it's. Uh, uh... Um, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Go on, there we go. I've done it. Like that? Yeah, love That's it. That's good. All right, you can have that for free. Uh, I'll tear, tear out for you later. Uh, I'll do. I'll do one from the books. These books are available after the show in the foyer, uh, as are uh, as is eleven copies of Tom Tuck's DVD. I don't think I'm going to make a bet. I don't think Tom Tuck is going to need eleven DVDs today. That is my. <laughs> Let's make a bet. Let's make a bet. A tenner. <laughs> can buy my book for a tenner. You can buy two books for twenty. And you get some free stickers if you do that. Uh, here's question 726 if you're playing along at home in the, uh, in the green edition. 1,001 questions. Would you rather have the living face of your own twin who had been mostly absorbed in utero staring out of your stomach? It would be able to think independently and talk and pass comment on what you were up to and chat with you when you're lonely. Or live on top of a pole in the desert for 30 years like Simeon Stylites. Um... <laughs> I think tummy friend. Yeah? yeah. That's nice. Yeah. What, what do you think you would chat with? Because it would be like your twin. It wouldn't be well, you. Well, it's just I could harmonise when singing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and nice. he'd be behind the guitar so no one could tell. It would, it would, it would be eerie. <laughs> but slightly muffled. I yeah, suppose, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. We could, if you put it far enough away, you can sort of create a resonating chamber. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That would work. It's almost like... Practice your falsetto, tummy <laughs> friend. So, all right, I'll ask you this uh, follow-up question, which is 727. Would you rather be the face of a twin mostly absorbed in utero, staring out the stomach of your otherwise regular twin? You'd be able to think independently and talk and pass common on what they're up to and chat with them when you're lonely. Or be the prisoner of a Randy Bigfoot who so far has treated you kindly enough but has a look in its eye. 
I think given I've, I've, I've sentenced uh, <laughs> yeah. my twin yeah. to the, I have to uh, morally accept that one. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. I think it might be Do okay. unto others. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> very Christian of you. That's nice. Some of the, the God ideas are all right. <laughs> they are. Some of them are very nice. Would you think that would be better than not existing, wouldn't it? But it'd be, yeah. Yeah. And you'd, yeah. I mean, most twins that are absorbed in utero just turn up as a clump of hair somewhere, so you'd be lucky, wouldn't you? Some teeth in the stomach is usually what you find, a couple of teeth in you there. Wouldn't, would he have to be fed? Um, or, I, or would I have to be fed, were I him? I think that you would get your nutrients from the host body. Easy. You yeah. don't have to take your shirt off yeah. at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a real, real sticking point it for me. It mean you could have a... You could keep your beard and your... your <laughs> Your utero twin could shave, and then my wife would be happy either way, wouldn't she? If you were, if, I, if it was me, she would could, could so kiss the kiss I, the soft lips of my twin, and yeah. I could have my stubbly lips. And, and, what? An what is that the bit? Ah, is it? Oh, everything else was well, what, to there, but now what, my wife where, having, where is your belly this, button in this scenario? <laughs> I think you might probably uh, just in the face of the twin. So the nose, if you've got an outie, <laughs> that's the nose. Yeah, it might pop out. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have you got an innie or an outie? Um, I've got an innie, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. most of Mouth, then. Yeah, it could be a mouth. Little teeth? <laughs> there could be little teeth in there. Then you can, my wife could... Why shouldn't the utero twin... It's of age, it's not a baby. It's, a, it's the same age, it's exactly the same age as me. Twin. Why shouldn't it be able to kiss my wife? <laughs> Is he, oh, you're saying you oh, shouldn't have a sex twi- life because he's an in utero... Most twins don't allow their wives to kiss them. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're in that situation, if you're in a a Siamese twin, you know, that's. You you have to find some way around. You'd get a curtain. You'd get a curtain. I'll just get a curtain. (laughs) I think you'd get a curtain. What if you're, you know, you're sharing. Most of the body, but the genital area is... Uh, is a sh- they've got separate everything else but shared genitals. It's like dark glasses. The curtain isn't going to do it. Dark glasses and headphones. You've got to think about these things. You have to think about these things in case they happen to you, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's talk quickly before we go. Uh, it's been a, a lot of fun having you on, Tom. Uh, and I hopefully we'll get you back on. another time. Uh, is, um, what other shows are you doing? Are you doing ACMS? ACMS, which is finished. Okay. Uh, it was the award show last night. Okay. Um, everyone, everyone who's been on at the Alternative Comedy Memorial Society throughout the uh, Fringe is eligible for every award, and we have a random number generator. And uh, also, every bridge in Edinburgh is eligible for every award. Okay. <laughs> and if, if Northbridge wins an award, as it won quite a few last night, <laughs> then anyone can get up and accept on behalf of Northbridge. <laughs> It's a very dumb show. Yes. Well, ACMS is a... Is a I mean, how would you describe it? It's a, just a, scr- a show where anything goes and it's for more... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's uh, providing a place for experimentation. Yeah. But uh, we're full every night, so that it, you, you can judge whether the bit's any good. Yes. Rather than play, do a weird thing to 11 people, you, you get no information yes. out of that. That's true, yes. Um, and then I've been doing Tom Tuck Sings the Mountain Goats for no earthly reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like two hours a day I've been yeah. playing uh, the songs of a band you probably haven't heard of in a shed okay and has anyone come and seen that yeah, or yeah oh, quite a few. oh it'd be better Weird. if you've been on your own but <laughs> 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 well, no people just want there's like one or two people who wander in come in and then just people, a stag do wandered in last year and go is this a show sure <laughs> Any more stay for like five songs. It was great. Any more? Are you doing any more of those? Is that, is that uh, yeah, probably to, today at some point. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, just people have to find you, yeah. find out where you are. It'd be late near the bus. Okay. It's a shed near a bus near an underpass. Okay. 
If you can find it, you want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it's, it's the true spirit of the Fringe. It's that kind so. of, you know, you're trying lots of different and exciting things out, which I think is what the Fringe should be yeah. about, right? Yeah. So it's about get, get, just get, getting better as you try. Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully. Or not. Uh, noble failures is what noble ACMS failure, is all yeah, about. So after every, every, every act at ACMS, we come on and we shout, a failure! And the audience have to shout back, a noble failure. <laughs> and we have permitted heckles yes you can, can heckle at any point but only from the list of permitted heckles <laughs> uh, I think they're 21 you can see them at noblefailure.org slash heckles <laughs> I love that it's dot org uh, yes. and it's very we, we don't make any money out of it it's, uh, <laughs> it's like the uh, it's the 21st century club Zarathustra, isn't it? I yeah, guess, so, which yeah. is which was an amazing. Uh, I never saw that, but uh, you. It's I was I did occasionally did it. Stuart and Simon Munnery and Richard Thomas is where uh, so, Jerry's putting uh, the opera kind of. Mon- two years in a row from a random number generator, Simon Munnery won best worst human. <laughs> <laughs> two years in a row, Mark Dean Quan. Quinn won that yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to see that it isn't, because if it happens three times in a row, then it probably is yeah, the universe telling on. us something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll be back next year. I'm sure you'll be back with more. Uh, do look out for Tom. Absolutely fantastic. And the Penny Dreadfuls. Tom Tuck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He'll be at the back after the show. Don't buy his DVD. Do not buy it. Do not buy it. Don't encourage him. Do not encourage the man. Um, cool. Uh, well, as I said, uh, we will be uh, at the back of the, uh, in just on the entrance as you go out on the way out. I'm very happy to say hello and uh, sign your pro free program that you've been given here in the uh, in the audience if you're here, which you are, but <laughs> some of them aren't. So you know, the future people aren't here. I'm talking to some other people. I'm not mad. Uh, there's millions of people listening to this in Australia. I'm not mad. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, if you would like to uh, say hello, that is fine. I'll also be selling uh, copies of my books. Uh, emergency Questions, a thousand and one of them in there. Uh, I've also got the original Emergency Questions, which cost the same but only has 500 questions in it. <laughs> People still buy this one because, I don't know, it's smaller. I mean, in a way, less questions is maybe a good thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. If you buy them both, you get some stickers. You can buy the stickers. They're cool kid stickers. They're lovely. Uh, and uh, I'm very happy to uh, sell those to you but you do not have to buy anything after the show come and say hello if you would like and please uh, if you like the programmes there will be people holding buckets at the end of the show and there will probably be a bucket on my table uh, if you would like to make a donation to Scope that would be most welcome but you do not have to it is just a nice thing it's just a nice thing to do I've said I've had an inordinate amount of old one pound coins in the collection I got one I got one and I thought oh that's weird you know I haven't seen one of those you know, you'd think by now someone would have taken that you can just go to the bank and change them it's still there's still currents but then like, over the next few days I was having two or three and I've, I haven't seen any in the collection for a long time so somebody well Liam's here every day you come in bringing loads of old one pound coins <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. They still count. You're stuck them in the machine. It still counts. So uh, if, if you're English and you're about to go home, chuck your use to the Scottish money into the bucket. It's not... It's no... You won't be able to use it when you go home. So please throw in notes and I will, I will get rid of that. You can just take those to a bank and change them as well. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest today is probably best known for his appearance on England's top 53 footy goals. <laughs> Which I like. I'm, I'm sure that must have been some kind of parodic uh, element. We will find out. Will you please welcome the amazing Tom Rosenthal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> another Tom. Hello. Welcome. Pick up a microphone and sit down and welcome to the show. Lovely to have you on. Thank you. 
53 uh, best, best goals was this? Wow, was we all know him, don't we? Was, that's where we know you from. But um, yeah. what, 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 are the, what are those 53 Gaza. goals? Gaza. Gaza was one. Gaza did 50 of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lineker. Yeah, Lineker. Ferdinand. Yeah. And then uh, Rude Hullet, weirdly. <laughs> okay. was the last one, yeah. He popped up with, a, with an Oggy. Okay. No, I don't remember uh, doing that show. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I um, did it because I've, I've made a few uh, career errors okay. uh, in my life. Um, and they are all involved in basically my dad, who is a famous sports presenter. He is, yeah. Um, going, oh, my mate's making this show and he'd love to get you involved. Uh, or my mate's doing this gig, he'd love to get you involved. And then I do it because I want to make my dad proud and I want <laughs> yeah. to, his friends to like me. Uh, and then they're the worst things I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> the worst gig of my life was the Ray Wilkins uh, Seven Charities Golf Challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is uh, a gig that is just emblazoned into my nightmares uh, <laughs> forever um, because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like a corporate event yeah. and um, I was supposed to do like 20 minutes of material um, to a room full of uh, people who were each on either side and didn't want to hear from Jim Rosenthal's son. Yeah, uh, fair enough. And um, it, it went very badly. After seven minutes, I was sort of uh, trying to do my jokes. And then um, uh, Ronnie Irani, the uh, <laughs> county cricketer who was hosting the event and doing very well. <laughs> he was doing very well with some quite blue material. Yeah. Uh, he, just, he just literally went, that's enough now. <laughs> and I, I had to stop doing my comedy. And uh, oh, it's I, I never, I know, I don't know why I talk about it because it's, it's not even funny. What I say. It was just, it's so horrible. Uh, I like those kind of gigs where I did one, I did one on a boat, that boat in London. I think the Tashel Castle used to be on, but it was like a, it was a Christmas party, I think, for London Underground or something like sure, that, or Oyster sure. Card or something like that. It was something very weird, uh, and no one was interested. And I was doing my act, and I did a bit where I got to... Uh, I used to do a routine about the hand signs for yeah. uh, gays and, uh, yeah. and and how it should be anal. It should be like that. <laughs> and a man literally came off and took the microphone off in time to make... And I wasn't even standing on a stage, so it was, no one was really watching, but I was literally grabbed and said, thank you very much, you have to go. Now, uh, and uh, it was, they still paid me. So the thing okay. is, I actually, I actually rejected my fee. Did you? Okay. Uh, that, that my dad's sort of friend who had arranged for it, uh, I rang him up and I was like, I can't accept this for charity, yeah, I can't charity. accept this money. And he was like, no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so straight away. Can you please send us uh, some more money uh, to make up for your, what you have done? Um, so, yeah, the 53 Footy England goals or whatever, yeah. that was just another example of a yeah. terrible show. And then basically, I do it, I'm not fine on it, and I get tweeted abuse. <laughs> That's how it works. So, I, I mean, I'm very much thankful to my dad for yeah. giving me life yes. uh, and obviously putting a roof over my head and paying for my schooling. But all the jobs he's got me have been totally shit. Yes. Uh, and I resent him for ever <gasps> trying to do that. Well, I like your dad because uh, I like your dad because uh, when I did my show, and you may know this, when oh, I did my uh, show, yes. Hitler Moustache, uh, your dad was the only person who, uh, I'm not sure it was within earshot, I think someone maybe emailed me afterwards who <laughs> chastised me for yeah. wearing a Hitler moustache. I remember, do you remember uh, his, what his exact phrasing was? <laughs> you tell me, I can't, I, I can't, I, I can't remember, I, was, I remember the joke, it was just something that, like, was something God, he's had a fucking nightmare or something like that. Is, <laughs> that, is, that, is that a Hitler moustache? Yeah. Oh dear, I think it was literally, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah, literally yeah. something like that. I was at an Al Murray gig and he was also at the Al Murray gig yeah. at the O2 and he saw me and said, is that a Hitler moustache? Oh dear. <laughs> so he's the only person 
If, if he'd been around in 1933, he might have been able to stop Hitler. Is what I'm saying because no, nobody else stopped me, but Jim Rosenthal <laughs> shook his head, and that might have been enough. Do you think if someone had shook their head at Hitler, yeah. he would have stopped? Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's he ah. do? What's he up to? You know what? You're right, actually. Yeah, I should rethink this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do like him, uh, and uh, you have a lot to live up to if you want to emulate your father in I my will, eyes. I will never pass any judgment on your facial hair. <laughs> I think it's excellent. Uh, I've got a moustache now. You could say, oh dear. Um, <laughs> so, well, let's talk. You, you, you're coming up this weekend, you're playing Pike in uh, Dad's Oh, Island. yeah. Yeah, I'm playing Pike this weekend, yeah. coming up on UK Gold. Don't tell um, them, Pike. <laughs> that's, sort of, that's sort of the job, isn't it? Uh, you, you, guys, you guys excited for some Dad's Army? Yeah. Three people are? Good. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's annoying. People think it's not a remake. I want to be clear, it's not a remake. You get a lot of hassle for doing a remake. Yeah. It's just there was three episodes that were lost in the second series that have been disappeared to the archive because yeah. some bozo in the BBC recorded over them yeah. and so we've remade the, the three episodes that you can't watch yeah. uh, and it was a, a massive honour, it was yeah. an absolute treat and I think they're quite funny really Yeah, you know? it's a nice thing to do, Kevin L the actor Kevin L, the actor Kevin L yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got some great actors yeah. uh, Kevin McAnally, Matthew yeah. Horne, Robert Bathurst Timothy West Timothy West I can keep listing West. actors if you want but, uh, Are you worried about falling victim to the curse of Dad's Army because like What's near, that? nearly all the Nearly all the cast of Dad's Army have died. <laughs> they are, yeah. Terrible <laughs> since, well, since they filmed that. So there may be a curse there. Um, yeah. Luckily, Pike is the, is the longest He's living about, one. actually, yeah. And Frank, was the vicar, Frank, the, is the yeah. vicar in there? Who plays the vicar in the... In the I don't oh, want to put you on your... Well, yeah, no, I, I'm putting you on the spot there. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but apparently he's alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ian Lavender is still alive. Ian, and, Ian Lavender and, is, as we speak, still alive. Um, but don't want to put a, and he has been a guest on my Edinburgh version of this show before. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, how did, how did you find him? He was good. Well, he was on with Tony Law, who had just been out all night taking drugs and getting drunk, uh-huh. and was literally terrifying. <laughs> so he was slightly terrified because he came. I think I talked to him, and then Tony Law appeared. Yeah. And then Ian Lavender wondered what was going on and looked sure. like, and was quite scared. Yeah, so, because I, I mean, I was definitely out last night um, drinking, not, no drugs, dad. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wonder, I think it kind of affects me in a sort of different way where I feel like I'm sort of about to die, really. So yes. I, I don't know whether I, if Tony Law sort of comes back and like, ah, I'm so yeah. sorry if it feels like I'm going to sort of fall asleep, because that's very much how it, it feels to me. <laughs> right and I was uh, backstage uh, just re- really panicking because I didn't realise how long. Uh, this conversation is supposed to last. Uh, <laughs> and how sort of naturally vivacious and witty Tom Tuck was with all these facts. And I was just, uh, you know, thinking, well, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing, although I did get a 2-1 in philosophy and spell my name correctly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 2-1 is still failing to know what the meaning of life is. Though. I'm only interested yeah. in people after first. Yeah, we're all going to die. <laughs> If you're in Dad's arm, anyway. That is true. Well, we'll look out for... Let's talk about your Edinburgh show uh, before we crack with everything else, just in case... Because it's... uh, Again, I've done a show touching on this subject, Mm. literally. Uh, Your show's called Manhood, with the emphasis on the hood part of the manhood. It's a very clever title. Well, I'm a very clever guy. You are very clever. (laughs) Uh, It's about... I mean, I did a show all about the penis, of which circumcision was a very tiny part Mm. that I just tossed off uh, and, and threw away. Yes, um, very good. And yours is all about circumcision. Basically, yeah. yeah. Just being circumcised as a little baby and being a bit annoyed about it. <laughs> That's my bit of skin. I want it back. Yeah. 
oh, I just don't really feel like you hear people saying that very often. <laughs> but I've spent my whole life being like, eh? <laughs> What's this about? Uh, and I looked into it, and it turns out, you know, it's, uh, it's sort of all crazy. It's kind of obviously quite a crazy thing to do. It is pretty crazy. Yeah. Have you attempted to grow it back? So, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, but, you know, people do that. I know, they do like, do it. They, um, <laughs> Yeah, there is like people out there who try and restore their foreskin by yeah. like putting like weights and stuff on it. Um, but you know, yeah, it is a bit rough. But they're they're just trying to put the, the, the horrible thing is that he got cut off them. Yeah, they're just trying to restore it to factory settings. You know what I mean? Like it's not that they're doing the system reset. Like it's like, a strange like, uh, practice, and like obviously there's uh, a religious element to it, which may be mm. the case in your case. I don't know. Uh, uh, but, uh, well, no, not really. No, no. I, I, yeah. I talk about it. I mean, I wasn't raised Jewish. No. And uh, I've, I mean, I've, I've got no practicing Jews in my family for like a few generations, really. Um, but everyone always thinks I'm Jewish. Yeah. Because obviously the whole, have you seen your face and your name? Like, I, know, <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> the vibe that I give off. Um, yeah. But no, the reasons for my circumcision were sort of more extraneous. Um, I was discussing with you previously that, that well, sort of one of the reasons that my... Uh, my, my mother had sort of relations with a man who didn't sort of um, wash himself particularly well and didn't want me to have a stinky dick. Uh, so she had me circumcised. So. I mean, there's, a, there's love behind that decision. Yeah, exactly. It's it. And that's the thing with circumcision. There is a love behind it a lot. People do yeah. it to their babies because they don't want to have them done to them when they're adults. But it's like a, it's a consent issue. It's like... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's inconsistent with... It's deeply weird. When I talked about it in the show, I sort of said... Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to come down on either side of the fence, although cutting off the part of the genitals of a baby seems a deeply weird thing to do to me. Uh, but strong, that's, yeah. you know, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter that much. But it's, I mean, obviously it does to you. Well, but it's, it's very interesting. Why, why do you say that? Because, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not, I just think it's a, I, I wouldn't do it to my child. Sure. I didn't do it to my child, and I'm glad that it wasn't done to me. Yeah. Uh, and I do think it's a very strange thing to do. It's obviously So you've just changed, you've well, just, but, just but, the fact that I, I, I leant back, and you were like, well, he's going to kick off. If it's been done, I mean, it's because I know from what, you know, I, I did a joke about it on my Stone Clearing podcast, and then someone said, oh, well, I just want to say, you know, I was circumcised because of this, and, and it was literally just, people are very sensitive about the other way, of being, well, I've been circumcised, but it's not a big deal. It's sort of not the end of the world, right? But it's... But it's <laughs> but it's, no, it isn't the end of the world no, at all. It's the end of your penis, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I would say... I mean, there are people who it does affect very yeah. seriously, and yeah. there are, like, cases of, like, botched circumcisions where it kind of is... I mean, they, they grew up unable to have sex. Yeah, yeah. So there's been cases of men who've committed suicide because of the, like, issues that they... And some babies get forced into gender reassignment. So, like, yeah, yeah. as much as it's not the end of the world for the majority of people who go through it, what you are is taking a kind of pointless risk yes, with your yes, child's yes, life, yes. which, you know, there have been cases where babies have died as a result of circumcisions. And, like, that's in hospitals. Yeah, yeah. And loads of babies die in Africa when they do these, like, tribal circumcisions. So as much as it is, like, yeah, for most people, they're like, well, it happened to me and I don't have a problem with it. The kind of fact that it happens at all is taking unnecessary risk with some people's lives, which is a human rights violation, really. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's weird, you know, it's weird to... And especially now, in this day and age, where consent is so important. Yeah, it's kind of very inconsistent with the rest of our values. Like, it sort of makes sense in the Victorian era when we were sort of, like, up for chimney sweeps and having slaves and stuff. But now everyone's all (laughs) in... the, The idea 
idea now is that we should all be living our best lives and we should all be experiencing as much pleasure as possible. And what you do know is that when you're circumcised, it removes sensory tissue, so your sexual um, experience is dulled, basically. Uh, and you're also just making a choice for someone else, which is about their body, uh, which yeah. is infringing on their sort of rights to bodily integrity. And if I was God... Sure. Which, you know, in a way... I'm not saying I'm not. Yeah, in this situation, I think the most godlike is definitely you. I've made people with a foreskin, and then suddenly people are locking them off. It does feel that way, yeah. Saying my decision was wrong to put that foreskin there. Exactly. I mean, this is... Because circumcision, even though it's done in Islamic culture, is never mentioned in the Quran. (laughs) And, like, in the Quran, it does say, like, God's you know, created us and perfected our forms. Yeah. It doesn't say, like... he perfected our form as part from the bit at the end of your dick. He, he <laughs> fucked that bit up. Clean that bit up yourselves. <laughs> you know, he doesn't say that. <laughs> and it's good for protect. I think it's meant. There's an argument. It's there uh, to protect your glands if you're walking through some brambles and stuff like that in the in the wild. Yeah, absolutely. When we were this in the is, wild, this is the thing. When you were a caveman, yeah, you'd be bashing into stuff left, right, and centre. Yeah, you need so a bit of coverage. Yeah. Um, so if but, you're ever walking naked through some brambles, you're in trouble, right? Uh, well, I see the show and you'll find out that I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm ever naked, I've got to watch out for the brambles, I yeah, suppose. But I think that's, that's the case for everyone, isn't it? Men and I mean, women. even if you've got a foreskin, watch out for the brambles. Because you might catch it on the brambles and the, the foreskins might come off on the brambles. And then you've been circumcised and, you know. I know, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> my point. So Dad's army's on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a, but it's, you know, it's an interesting thing to. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting to do a whole show about it, and it's a, it's yeah. a, it, but it, I think it is a, it is a big deal. I guess when I did Talking Cock, I kind of did slightly back away from it. I think just because you know, because it, there was, it's so weird. Uh, there was a guy who, uh, who reconstructed his foreskin, and yeah. then, um, and he was a sort of expert on it, and we sort of said, oh, "Have you got any photos?" You know, that we can put when I did the book, we said there's yeah. photos to show, to show the technique. And we had a female picture researcher, and he literally sent her a thousand pictures of his own cock. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, it made me that. feel sick, so uh, it was it was uh, really weird as well. Uh, the pictures, but like a thousand of them was like, a really yeah. I mean, when I was a teenager, so I've been obsessed with this my whole life, basically, yeah. and I got really into the websites where men do that. Mm. Uh, and they have like these like ratings of like how circumcised you are, yeah. And so it'd be like a like a C C one to C ten, and there'd be guys. It's like a bodybuilding forum. They'd be like, I went from a C four to a C seven in six months, man. I was like, well, well, that's impressive. Well done, Joe from Alabama. And uh, yeah, I just I just saw a lot of dick pics when I was yeah. a kid, you know. Just, just got obsessed with it, uh, you know. And uh, I think my mum was very confused by my internet history. <laughs> um, so your advice would be to mothers concerned about the cleanliness of their son's genitals, teach them how to wash their Teach them how to wash it, I think, That's would be the way around, yeah. isn't it? Teach them how to wash uh, it. Yeah. I, saw, I, I don't know, really. Uh, it's not that hard, is it? Washing the foreskin? I don't okay. really know. Is it? I thought you were saying that my penis was... <laughs> it's all right. Uh, it doesn't take that long. It's, it's worth... I think out of all my shows, that's the central message of all my shows. Yeah. Is wash your penis to men. It certainly was talking cock, that was my main message. I believe exactly. one of your main messages. I uh, wish the guy who had sex with my mum had seen stuff. One of, the, one of the main messages of that from women was wash your penises to men, and uh, uh, women can help wash them. <laughs> They're concerned. 
Wash your penis. It's the, that's, that's it. If, I, that, if that's on my gravestone. <laughs> and then it'd be like a warning. Wash your penis or die. <laughs> Which could happen. No, it's, it's yeah. It's, do you think you're going to manage to stop the process of circumcision through comedy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, suppose, I suppose what... I don't know. I always wanted to do this show. And it, yeah, it is a bit nuts to do it all about one topic, but I just want people to talk about it a bit more because I think yeah. I, a lot of people have come up to me after the show and talked to me about uh, their dicks, which is, you know, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think one of the problems um, with circumcisions especially is that the foreskin's been quite a sort of maligned part of our body for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people see removing it, or even doctors see removing it as like a, a benefit without seeing it as a, as a potential harm, really. And the... the the evidence is that it is sexually inhibitive and it does uh, make it, it damages you sexually and it makes sex a different experience for men and women and uh, that's just not really something people ever talk about so um, I think if people have issues with their foreskin they're very keen to get rid of it because it's impinging upon their quality of life um, but what people don't really talk about is what you then uh, miss yeah. Um, and I think especially as men age when they've been circumcised around my age um, they become it's very hard for them to orgasm and like they, be, they become like sexually like impotent and stuff and it's just not talked about because it's, so, it's such an embarrassing thing to discuss yeah, it's, so. I, mean, I mean it is I mean, obviously uh, I mean this is what Talking Cock was about as well is the way that the, the, the penis is this comedic thing and men don't really talk about it in a mm. serious way yeah. and it's very difficult to talk about it in a serious way even with both of us knowing that and doing shows about yeah, that yeah, it's still, that's the thing. because it's still funny I mean it's still, the penis De- well, is still ho- ho- hopefully, yeah. comedic and all, especially mine, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly funny. Uh, but uh, it, you know, it's it, and again, I suppose it goes back to and this, this is coming through, and I think in quite a few men's shows now, I think it's that way that men don't talk about personal issues, don't don't talk about these, you know, anything that about feelings or about their mental health or mm. about their physical health, and hopefully that's a good thing if men are able to do that a bit more. Um, rather than just asking when's International Men's Day, which is so far what they... That's how they vent, usually, about this, these, these pent-up feelings. Sure. Yeah. Good. Well, let's... let's when's the show on? I mean, are you going to talk? Oh, it's... Uh, yeah, it's on at 6.30 on Pleasant's 2 for two more days, and then I'm going on a tour. If you go to tomrosenthal.net, you can find out where I'm going, because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And I, I have to say, um, I'm a big fan of plebs. I know Friday oh, Night you. Dinner is uh, probably your best known. But, yeah. uh, but <laughs> plebs, I've I watched all of, all of plebs. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's very funny. I, I, I've got, always wanted to do a, a sitcom about that subject. I know Frankie Howard did one. Yeah. Like Pompeii, but this is a bit different. I mean, it's, it's not that different, but it's a bit different than... Uh, than uh, Frankie Howard's version. It, 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 is it fair to say it's less homosexual? I think is that yeah. that's, all, that's all I really know about Up Pompeii. I, I would say more. Well, no, I think in, <laughs> I think Up Pompeii, we, we, he was uh, Frankie Howard was very very heterosexual in that yeah. he was he was having sex with slave girls and stuff. Sure, but, you know, with a little wink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, Plebs is, is is written by Tom Basden. Yes, sir. Who's a very uh, talented man. Um, and, and yes, he is. Yes, and a man called Sam Leifer, who's also the director. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, and it's just set in Rome, basically. Yeah, old yeah. Rome. And yeah, lads in Rome. Lads getting about town. Yeah. And you do? Are you doing more of those? There's been. A... Yeah, we just finished filming it half through July. Right. Which was a great Edinburgh prep. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you film uh, it out in Romania? It, we we film it in, in Bulgaria, Bulgaria. Yes. 
Um, you ever been to Bulgaria? I've not been to Bulgaria. Well, How is it out there? Anyone ever been to Bulgaria? No <laughs> <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's different. Yeah. They speak Bulgarian. So you're flying out. It's, why is it filmed in Bulgaria? It's just that's the, uh, the cost It's got of a film. big ancient Roman set, right. and you can get a lot of Bulgarians cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you can get them cheap. Because you fly yeah. out, you're flying out all these. I mean, you know, you've you, got a, <laughs> kind of everyone's been in uh, plebs at some point. Everyone, yeah, not me, but everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we've had a few people. This, this year we've got Amanda Holden, Tony yeah. Robinson, um, uh, me. Yeah, I'm in it. Three. I'm definitely in it. Everyone. Uh, um, yeah, we do get some great people, and it's always really fun uh, yeah. to work with them. Barry from EastEnders has been in it. Sean Williamson was in it. Yeah, he was. I can't. I wish I could tell you more about that guy. Uh, <laughs> I, he is everything to, you would hope. I've talked to him for an hour, so I can Did tell you a lot. And what, what was your assessment? Well, it hasn't gone out yet, so I don't want to. He's a very sweet man. Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> he's a sweet man, but he did describe himself as a beer monster as well. <laughs> so, like, he's got light and shade. Well, I imagine, I'm imagining now... That when actors come out to, but actors, yeah, exactly, when, yeah. When they come out to Bulgaria and they're away from home for a couple of weeks, yeah. I'm imagining some shenanigans go on. Well, not basically, for, not yeah. for you, Tom, but for the other people in the. I mean, I can't name names, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bulgaria is the place to escape your realities. You know, all the yeah. horrible, crippling things that are worrying you. You're like, I'm out here, no one, no one remember, and I remember. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of dirt. How do you think I could get yeah. in these TV shows? <laughs> I know, I know the badge about everyone. <laughs> if it used to be if it happens, it doesn't count if it happens on tour, but now <laughs> it, it, it doesn't happen in Bulgaria. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't count if it happens in Bulgaria. The actors are awful, awful human beings. Yeah. They're vapid, vacuous, sex-obsessed. <laughs> it's fair. It's a fair comment. And is there more Friday Night Dinner coming out? Yes, well? we're filming that in November, yeah, so we could go on TV next year. You're yeah. doing very well. Woo! You're doing I very well. It's annoying, isn't it? I'm very annoyed by it. You should have seen me at that Ray Wilkins gig, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. They are, they are very confused as to what's going on. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, and let's see. Are we on IMDb? We've got two minutes. You have two credits. I nearly chose this as your... Okay. Uh, as known as. You've got okay. two credits as a composer. Oh, yeah. Are you, just, are you a composer? There's uh, someone who's got the same name as me. Uh, uh, he's called, they're, they're he's called Tom Rosenthal. He's a very, page, very talented musician. Yeah, because people are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Even my friend went to one of my gigs in Brighton and went to the venue that he was performing at two months later. <laughs> it's, just, it's very confusing, and I get messages on a daily basis being like, can I use your music in my short <laughs> film? And every time I'm just like, yep. <laughs> Crack on. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm fucking his royalties up big time. <laughs> Um, there's also a third Tom Rosenthal who's the son of Ronnie Rosenthal um, who's a footballer and my dad met Ronnie Rosenthal who's a footballer and said that his son hates me and the other Tom Rosenthal because when he googles himself all he gets is musicians and comedians he's furious about it Um, who does he play for Tom Rosenthal he played for Watford for a bit and now he plays in Belgium and he's not famous enough to oust me and Tom to be fair that must be annoying. To be the third the most third. famous Tom Rose. I mean, that's... And there must be a fourth somewhere. There must be another Fingers Tom Fingers crossed. Anyone? Get in touch. Yeah. Me and Tom Rosenthal do hang out. Yeah. We are friends. Um, I went to his uh, birthday. He's, 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 he's friends with some pretty cool people. Uh, and he made cups um, of his name uh, for his own birthday. So I t- now I've got a cup of my name. <laughs> Sneaky little system. Yeah. To get a name on your cup. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's my wash your dicks and find someone who has the same name as you and go to their birthday and get a cup. Oh, Top tips. You Thanks, have to guys. hope that they've got the cups with their names. Yeah, we, their that's the thing. Is that's so weird, isn't it? That's who who would do that? Who would make a name? He's a, he's a nicer guy than that makes him sound. <laughs> Drink with my name on it. No. Yeah. And uh, oh, I reckon we've got one minute left. The, the staggering news I found out backstage about you is you can't grow a beard or a moustache. Uh, is it staggering? Yeah. I just, nothing comes out. Nice. And I'm really, I don't know what it means. What does that mean? I'm 31, I can't grow anything. Look at this. Look at oh, yeah, this. no, I you rubbing this, it in my face. I'm not, I'm not jealous, stumpy. I'm just confused. It's just like, what, what is that? It's like I can't cry or something. Like, isn't it just a bit like, well, what's going on with your body if you can't yeah. grow a beard when you're 31? Does, where does hair grow anywhere else? Everywhere else. Everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cakes and the stuff. Oh, does, does anyone know what that? Has anyone ever met anyone like that? What is it? <laughs> What's going on? When's it going to happen, guys? Just, don't just stare at me. Give me an answer. <laughs> All of my audience have beard. Everyone in this audience has a beard, don't you? Yeah. You're... Everyone. If you look at every, they're taunting you with their hair. Look at the front row here. Look at that guy. That guy looks like uh, Oddbod from Not Carry On Screaming. That's how much hair he's got. Well, it's been lovely to have you on. I hope you will. I know you're always in Bulgaria, but I'd yeah. love to have you come on to... Yeah, thank um, you very much for having me. I'm sorry I was so tired. Uh, no, but it's the end of the fringe, and I, w- I want to die. Uh, uh, so I'm very, very thankful yeah. to um, come on, and uh, nice to meet you all. Well, I hope we'll, we'll see you again on the podcast another time. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Tom Rosenthal! <laughs> we are back for one more show tomorrow... With Flo and Joan and John, John Kens, that's a very good lineup. If I can sell 42 more tickets, then the, my run will have averaged 200 ticket sales a day, which is what I tried to set out to do. And I know I'm going to sell 41 more tickets and just fail. That is, uh, so please come tomorrow. Tell your friends if you want to come. And I'm on tour. Go to richhane.com to find out about that. I'll see you at the back in a second if you want to. If you're not, you, not if you're at home, only if you're in the theatre. Okay, bye. You have been listening to Rahalastapa at the Edinburgh Fringe with me, Richard Herring. Thank you to Pest for providing the music. Thank you to everyone at the Newtown Theatre and The Stand. And everyone at GoFasterStrike.com. The producer is James Hingley. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz at GoFasterStrike.com production. Go to rahalastapa.co.uk to find out more. RichardHerring.com slash gigs to find out who my guests are for the rest of the run. <laughs>